wanna kiss you all over <laughs> Till the night closes in I can't get uh, as high as I, I I don't even know how high I could get That's <clears throat> <laughs> right, I mean Till the night closes in That's as high as I can get That's uh, pretty high You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. Every once in a while, and I don't exactly know what makes it happen. I think it's general excitement, but every once in a while, I will have my Catawba County accent come out in various ways of... Maybe just certain sayings, something that happens. You guys have heard the Raider bump that we play here. It happened again. It was, it was the Charlotte Hornets that got it out of me once again, just out of sheer excitement. I wasn't meaning to kind of put a Southern twang on this, but I did because I got excited. And apparently the Catawba County, homegrown within me, the Indianapolis part left my body at this point. And it was all Catawba County that was consuming me and allowed this particular soundbite to come out as far as my excitement goes for the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Bobby Rosinski alongside a Walker Mail, the wake-up call, 6 to 10 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on 7 at 30 the game, 97.5 FM. Walker, Wednesday night could have not gone better Ooh, for the Charlotte boy. Hornets. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Bobby Rosinski, my co-host on the wake-up call in case... Any of you don't listen or don't know, Bobby Rosinski giving me a lead in. I got excited and I said this. I could have not gone better for the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of it is actually visual. Your, li- I know your because top it, lip right. kind of purses a little bit. You were prepping it. It's not, it wasn't a just a random uh, convulsion, you know, something that mm-hmm. just popped out of your mouth. You really revved up for that who boy. Here's what I would also say. I just want anyone listening right now to imagine that you are someone maybe new to Charlotte, maybe you're from the North, uh, and you have some preconceived notions about what what the South is, or maybe you're from Minnesota and you're checking in on the team, so you go to the local local radio professionals to get some hard-hitting <laughs> analysis on the Charlotte Hornets, and instead this is what you are uh, – uh, this is what you're introduced to. Walker, Wednesday night could have not gone better for the Charlotte Hornets. Everyone's like, yep, that's the South. All right. Well, all of my preconceived notions were correct. Here we are in Charlotte. We are in Charlotte. Oh, man. In Catawba County. It reactionary. It didn't didn't feel planned. I I didn't. That wasn't premeditated. Maybe it just looked like that. But I appreciate. I mean, you do have. Yeah, I mean, it's seriously, it's a unique ability to dissect any situation to find the most awkward part about any situation that you are going to make fun of. And yeah, I was able to, you asked me, you were laughing. You asked me, oh, by the way, I want to find something on Twitter. And just from that information alone, <laughs> I knew exactly to the soundbite what he was looking for. And honestly, it didn't even register to me at the time that it was a Southern twang soundbite. I just knew immediately, literally, the only information Doug gave me before we were about to record was, oh, by the way, I need to find it on Twitter. Oh, I can't find it. Yep, I know exactly what you're going for, Doug. You're going for the video that Bobby released on 730 The Game ESPN Charlotte, and you're going for the soundbite. Breaking you're going news. for 
the Woo Boy. Breaking news before we get into this Hornets news. Uh, Kanye's album just dropped. David Walker, Michael. Just now, huh? Just dropped. Jesus is King. Just dropped. So uh, check out Let the Boys Watch. This is my chance for a promo here. Check out Let the Boys Watch, the exclusive podcast of our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash LOH, where uh, David and I on uh, Tuesday, our episode will drop and we'll break down uh, Kanye's interview on Beats 1 plus the album itself. Yeah, let the boys see. It's a great little podcast Just that Doug and David put out there. It's awesome. Let the boys hear. Check it out on patreon.com slash LOH. So another thing that Kanye reminds me of, by the way, Doug, is when we first started this project together, when you first brought me on the Lockdown Hornets and the Lockdown Podcast Network, is one of the first just personal text messages that you sent me before we started to hit it off as buddies and doing this as a duo. One of the first text messages you ever sent me just in just personal text message, nothing about the show was, hey, did you hear that new Kanye album yet? And that was the last one that had dropped. So a sentimental album that's being dropped by Kanye today because it was one of the first things that Doug and I talked about on a level that didn't involve the Charlotte Hornets. Big Kanye West guy. All right, let's get to some breaking news. Uh, Not breaking anymore. I guess it's past that threshold, but Cody Zeller is out. He is not going to play in tonight's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was reported yesterday that Cody Zeller would be questionable or day-to-day as it is reported because of personal reasons, but now he is not going to play. He is listed as out, so not exactly the injury reasons that we're used to seeing with Cody Zeller, personal reasons that I don't think anybody has information on, publicly at least at the time. So hopefully everything is okay with Cody, and certainly our thoughts are with him. Nick Batum is out for an extended period of time because of an injury that he suffered in that Chicago Bulls game. He's got a fractured finger. I believe it's a middle finger, Doug, if I'm not mistaken. A fractured <laughs> middle finger. Don't know what it is. Uh, He's been throwing yeah, one right. up to the entire fan base for years now, so. Well, and I think vice versa. All the fans have been throwing one up to him. Batum is out for two to three weeks, as it's listed right now, with a fractured finger. Don't quote me on the middle finger. I think it is, but maybe it's just what I think. So Nick Batum out, Doug, Cody Zeller out. How does this affect the Charlotte Hornets tonight? Well, I think the Cody Zeller injury is huge. And anytime Cody Zeller is... Because we don't have anyone huge. That's what it is, right? Like, that's that's why. Well, they're not... I mean, they only played one traditional center in that game against Chicago, Mm -hmm. and it was Cody Zeller. And not only did they only play one traditional center, so they didn't play Biz, they didn't play Billy Hernan Gomez, uh, but... Cody Zeller touched the ball 76 times. That was second only uh, to Terry Rozier, and they were playing a lot of pick-and-roll roll-man offense. Um, Actually, they played more pick-and-roll roll-man than pick-and-roll ball handler. Uh, So they were looking for guys like P.J. Washington and Cody Zeller off the roll. And Cody Zeller, we've seen him be way more aggressive in the preseason, and we saw it again in Game 1. Jonathan DeLong was on a few weeks ago and said the offense is kind of running through him. And in a crazy way, it is. Um, And he's attacking and trying to find his own offense as well. So I I do think that this will actually uh, hurt the Charlotte Hornets in a significant way uh, in their game tonight against Minnesota, where they have to play, you know, one of the best centers in the league in Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, defensively, it's going to be a disaster. I mean, it was a disaster against Laurie Markkinen. Imagine how much of a disaster it's going to be against Carl Anthony Towns. So they're not going to fend the pain at all. And Carl Anthony Towns, you hear it all the time. He's one of the best, I mean, maybe the best offensive big man in the entire NBA. I mean, he's insane. Nikola Jokic is very good as well. Certainly a better distributor. And Carl Anthony Towns is just as far as pure scoring ability. Doesn't get much better than what Carl Anthony Towns brings to the table without Cody Zeller out there and you know putting Billy Hernan Gomez 
it's just going to be as much of a disaster as you could possibly ask for. If you put Bismack Biombo out there, I, speaking of Nikola Jokic, I think there was that. That's the one game that comes to mind where he actually played pretty decent defense against Denver last season when he was thrust into playing time. But I mean, going up against Carl Anthony Towns, that's the guy. He's going to get his. There's nothing you can do to stop it, and they're just going to have to limit everybody else. By the way, speaking of the T Wolves. How about Andrew Wiggins having a crazy plus minus in this first game that Minnesota played? And it was an overtime game against the Brooklyn Nets that Brooklyn, they didn't win because Kyrie Irving couldn't come down with or couldn't get the crazy last second shot attempt to go. But again, we just the plus minus. I know it doesn't mean anything. It's just crazy to see Andrew Wiggins in an overtime game come up with a plus minus of minus 26. It was like at minus 30 for a while. Goo. Like That's insane. <laughs> that's that's crazy that's absolutely insane well terry rozier had a minus 18 in game one for the hornets and you know mm-hmm. th- it's where plus minus is weird right because right. terry right. No, rozier that, it, it absolutely is uh, was part of the reason the hornets allowed chicago to get back into the game and, and acquire a lead late in that game and so he takes the big minus there and then Devonte graham gets the benefit of and to his credit because Devonte graham was a big right. part of it he gets the the plus of getting them back into that game, and so Terry uh, takes the big negative eighteen. So I don't know exactly what happened in that game against uh, Brooklyn, but it, it makes sense in my mind at least that Andrew Wiggins is a minus twenty six. He's just I mean he's <laughs> always right. He's struggling. Always I mean does. he's just struggling. Uh, I talked to my guy uh, Ben Beacon, who is the host of Locked On Wolves. Wanted to get a little intel from him on this Wolves team, and uh, basically. He said it's all cat right now. I mean, it's all Carl Anthony Towns. If Carl Anthony Towns is playing well, this team's going to play well right now. But he said that the offense is more thoughtful than it than it has been in years past. Uh, they've got Ryan Saunders, who uh, was the interim coach for half, nearly half the season last season. So this is his full, uh, his first full season with the team, and and his chance to really install the offense and the defense that he wants to. He says they're playing more motion. It's more jazz out there. They, they're really focused on spacing. They took a lot of threes in that game against uh, Brooklyn, 40 of them, but only made 13. And and Carl Anthony Towns was was shooting a lot of threes as well, not doing a lot of post work. So you got to, I think if you're Borrego, you got to make a bet, I guess, and say, okay, do I play Billy here? Uh, or do I play maybe even Marvin at five? He has experience guarding Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Clifford. Yeah. Used to put him on Anthony Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Al Horford all the time, so maybe you gamble and put Marvin Williams there at the five alongside PJ Washington. The thing is with with the defense, <laughs> right, right. I you know it's it's going to be a minus whatever you do, and also the Hornets are switching so much. I mean, you you just want a guy that can kind of come over and recover. That's why I I might even consider starting Biz. And just know that, like, well, you're going to switch anyway. So it's not like Biz is going to exclusively guard Carl Anthony Towns. Just switch everything and hope that Biz, if if they do try to attack in the post, that Biz can come over and help. Yeah, the only thing is, yeah, you don't want Biz on anybody else, right? I think Marvin <laughs> well, would be better suited. For, I mean, yeah, so if you switch, there, there, it's Marvin, it seems like, is the best suited for that. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked On. That's two words this time, Locked On at Manscaped.com. We got sustainable or unsustainable, talking about some trends from the first game next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. But what he showed in Summer League... 
comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a uh, radar, excuse <laughs> a me, radar. of all NBA. Yeah, on the radar. On the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah, you're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from I'm from uh, Catawba County. Put so, him on the radar. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Better Ooh, for the Charlotte you know what else I love about Doug is Doug is if if there is look I mess up quite a bit and if there is one mess up then Doug is very quick he, we are not going to proceed to the next topic until he points out that everybody already heard what you just said and repeated again on it better It's the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sustainable or unsustainable? There was some interesting trends, maybe not trends because it was only one game, but things that happened in game one of the season. And we're going to play a game that maybe we could see this happen again in Minnesota, again down the road, or if that was just a one-time thing and appreciate it because it's going to become extinct as the season goes on. So first... We got one. Do we have a bed for this? I don't know, I know if we have a bed for this. No, we don't have a bed. Okay, that's fine. All right, so Doug, I'll ask you first. Uh, PJ Washington, seven triples. Is that sustainable or unsustainable? I I think that seven triples is a little too much to ask of PJ Washington, so okay. I will go unsustainable on here. But what I do think is sustainable is to expect PJ Washington to be a a really really good shooter, and that's a huge surprise. If you if you followed him, you know, coming into this draft period, apparently it's not a surprise to John Calipari. Calipari or Calipari? I always get that mixed up. Raider. Raider. Uh, so it's not a surprise to his old coach in Kentucky who who really felt like he was going to come in and, and shoot the lights out. And not a surprise to P.J. Washington, who is cool as a cucumber. Yeah, I, I think... I mean, of course, he's not going to shoot seven triples every game. It's not sustainable for Steph Curry. But if we're going to talk about him having that kind of ability where if you leave him wide open, did you see this? Did you see the stat, by the way, about the Chicago Bulls allowing at least four feet of space on a million of the three point shots that Charlotte took? I mean, there was no defense from Chicago's perimeter whatsoever. And P.J. Washington hit it. Look, I don't look at that stat as, oh, well, the Hornets only hit them because they're open. That's a good thing. I think of it as, oh, Chicago's defense wasn't good and the ball movement was legitimately excellent at times when watching this offense for Charlotte. Oh, yeah. If you if you pull up the wide open stats, uh, you know, closest defender stats, all all of the Hornets threes were seemingly (laughs) wide open. It was it was crazy. Yeah, Chicago was uh, was not recovering back. All right. The Hornets scoring 126 points in large part because of all the three pointers that were hit. Uh, Is that sustainable, Doug? No, I think we're going to see it's not sustainable. We're going to see a regression to the mean because this team was not extremely effective in in the preseason. And uh, I I think, you know, the shooting is eventually you're not going to see Marvin Williams be as effective from the field as he was at times. Devontae Graham, I think, is going to play very well this season, but not that well. Uh, so no, I don't think 126 points is sustainable. Though they, they, I think they will be high scoring by virtue of the pace that they'll play this season. Yeah, this is unsustainable to me. I, I completely agree with you. And in fact, as I read these, all of the topics that you have for this segment, it looks like everything that good happened that's going to be unsustainable and everything that bad happened is going to be sustainable for the Hornets as I read them right now. But I do think that it's it's going to be unsustainable. 126 points is 
I mean, that's a lot of points for them. They hit a ton of threes. They hit 50% of their three-point attempts. That's not going to happen again. We're going to see off-shooting nights, and I think they're going to struggle to find their own shot. You know, Terry Rozier is someone that is a typically poor shooter from the field, and that's going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of shots. And Dwayne Bacon, I have, a, I have a feeling that it's not going to be a good field goal percentage for him, and I think that's going to be a problem. And so when you talk about uh, those guys, like if Dwayne Bacon and Terry Rozier are going to play a lot of minutes together, and I think they do, then that doesn't do anything for your efficiency on offense. In fact, I would really like those guys not to play together all that much. And and, and I understand that's not going to happen because Terry's making a lot of money and Dwayne Bacon is a part of your future and you want a couple of scores out there. But man, they're just so inefficient together. Like Nick Batum, maybe you don't play him after that first game. That was pretty poor even before he suffered the finger injury. But man, it's just, that's a lot of missed shots. Thankfully, Dwayne was able to, get out of it at the end of that game but that's a lot of missed shots i hope that is not sustainable next one up doug hornets giving up 78 points in the pain i have a feeling that's going to be a theme for this year yeah i think so because they're turning the basketball over it's not necessarily the failures in in the half court defensive scheme although there were those as well uh, i think this is a team that's going to turn the basketball over because they have a lot of young guys they're attacking the rim almost every possession and uh, they're they're trying to create things and uh, they're not always going to be there, and it's going to result in turnovers and easy baskets on the other end. Uh, it's important that their transition defense uh, really work hard. But see, that's that's the problem, right? Because they're already getting up and down very quickly on offense, and then to ask the transition defense also to be intense and get back down quickly is going to, I think, <laughs> really wear this team down and, and eventually take its toll. Uh, so uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a trend as well. I think it's sustainable. It's not yeah, sustainable big, for, for wins, but it's, I think we're going to see this continue. You know, depending on how much of you think of these guys as unicorns, like Carl Anthony Towns, probably a unicorn. Laurie Markinen, probably got, he's a little unicorny, right? Like he's got a little bump in his forehead. Maybe he's trying to grow a horn. Both of those guys are going to beat down a lot of different defenses. It's why they are considered a, a, a mystical beast, but it's it's still it's still pretty apparent the performance they allowed Laurie Markinen to have that they are going to be beat down low Cody Zeller 76 touches not going to play tonight like we said for personal reasons but Cody Zeller Doug look this one's tough for me because I think we saw a trend in the preseason that Cody Zeller was going to be a lot more involved in the offense where they're going to throw him the basketball and allow him to make decisions. They're going to allow him to create a little bit more, whereas it used to just be pick and roll with Nick Batum, pick and roll with Kimba Walker, slide to the rim, get some trash points, give us a couple of highlight dunks every now and then. It's, no, Cody, here you go. What do you want to do with it? Like, you you got some free reign here, and that's a little different. 76 touches, like you said in the first segment. Second to Terry Rozier. Is that sustainable? Doug Branson, go. I don't think it's sustainable only because of Cody Zeller's injury history. I mean, I just don't know. So I don't, I don't want to give it like when he's in the game, is that sustainable? Like the injury history, I get you on that. Like, I mean, you have to be scared of it, but is this the Cody that we see when he's out on the court? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's working right now. It's, it's clearly mm -hmm. the direction that they want the offense to go in. Uh, so far, Zeller has made good decisions with the basketball. He's not not shooting the ball particularly well, but he is making good decisions when he has the ball in his hands. He's one of the you – he's know, kind of your veteran anchor out there. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's you – know, for a team full of young guys, I think it's good that the that the one the one veteran has the ball in his hands a lot and he's sharing the basketball and making good decisions. Sure, it's sustainable from that perspective, but I'll go back to my first answer. I think it's unsustainable yeah. because he Did can't stay on the floor. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you get mad at me for interrupting? A little bit. I apologize. <laughs> Ooh, um, boy. Devontae Graham, 27 minutes. A lot of minutes for Devontae. We heard James Borrego after the game say that he wanted to put Terry Rozier in there, but that Devontae Graham was playing so well, he decided to leave him in, and it was the right decision. I don't think there's any doubt about it. How sustainable is that? I think it's very sustainable. I think Devontae Graham, I said it in the last show, starting future starting point guard in this league, whether it be for the Hornets or some other team, uh, I think Devontae Graham deserves a, a, a shot at being the sixth man on this team. Has sustainable lost all of its meaning now because we've said it too many times? I don't think so. Maybe 15 more times. All right. Hornets nine man rotation with just one center, meaning that Bismack did not play, meaning that Billy didn't play. Doug, if you're going to keep the theme, it's got to be sustain. It's got to be unsustainable because Cody Zeller's injury history, right? I think it is unsustainable. I mean, eventually, (laughs) I mean, I like, listen, I like that Borrego came in and said, all right, these are the guys that have played well. They perform well in the preseason. I'm going to stick with these guys. I think it's important too, because you know, this coaching staff knows the difficulties that are coming up for this team in terms of this West coast road trip. So let's play the guys that we know can give us a, a solid minutes. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's feeling good. Let's just roll with these nine guys. Like it's a playoff game and go out and get a W against Chicago. Chicago, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they wish they could do the same thing against Minnesota. Unfortunately, Cody Zeller is going to miss this game, but I like the strategy here. Get a couple of, get a couple of W's here to open the season before you got to go out West. So yeah, I mean, no unsustainable long-term, but right now I think it's a good strategy. Yeah. Well, again, it, it's all about Cody, right? Like with Billy, it, how much a part of the future do you think Billy is for this team? Like if they given up on Billy? Uh, well, I don't think he's a part of the future of this team now could like have they already given up on him though you mean like what do you think about Borrego's opinion on him well I don't know Borrego's opinion on him I mean I I haven't you know obviously he hasn't really commented on on Billy one way or the other uh, but recently anyway but I just haven't seen any indication especially in preseason I mean he barely played he barely played then I mean they played biz a lot in the preseason Right. Um, yeah, it, it seems like he's it seems like they're not high on him at all. It just seems like when we talked about him getting traded for whatever the second round pick was along with J.O.B. And you have him, you have Billy coming over as, hey, well, maybe this was a guy that actually had some kind of talent with New York. You know, how much a part of the plan is he going to be? It just seems like he's kind of out to me. I mean, I, it just seems because that's a young guy and, and he's, it just seems like he's not one of the young guys that is going to be really a part of this. Well, future. listen, this team is not going to be good defensively, but Borrego is still trying to establish some kind of defensive identity and trying to find guys who are, again, maybe not good at defense, but at least committed to to playing defense the way this Hornets team wants to play defense and going out and executing the plan. And I'm just, I don't think that that uh, he can do that. Uh, so uh, you know, with a team that doesn't really have traditional rim protection, to put him out there is is really, really difficult. I expect Borrego to go with as many guys as possible tonight. I think that you're going to see a lot of players out there as Borrego tries to figure out how to win this game without Cody Zeller. All right, we have a Patreon page where you can support our podcasting efforts and get more Hornets content. Doug and David have a, a podcast called Let the Boys Speak. It's Let on patreon.com slash LOH. Watch. For just a buck, you can help keep our hive alive. We'll be back after the break about Taco Fall suffered an injury because he's really tall. Talk about it next. Taco Tall. This is Locked on Hornets. And would, you, would, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Sh- shards? No, I would not have. <laughs> That's not a shard. That's not a shard. 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks for joining us again on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Go ahead, Doug. Hot shot, shot chart. That's where people say a, shart a lot. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a classic one. That's Hot a shot, great bump. shot chart. Again, David, you can hear him on Let the Boys Converse. So we got a new segment, not new segment, but this is a, a it's, we got some, it's a shoe and we got some real, <laughs> that would we, be a good kinda, shoe. Now that would be a good shoe podcast oh, name. Let the boys converse. Conversing. Yeah. Conversing. I'm going to wear some converses this weekend. Doug, I've got a Halloween bar crawl this weekend. Not me. It's, it's the city of Charlotte. In case anybody else is listening and going to it, I'll be out there. But going to it, I'm going to be smoky from Friday, and I am going to be wearing some converses. And it's like the only time I really wear converses is really to dress up as some character that usually the shoe fits that. Like I wore them one time when I was squints from the Sandlot. I wore the converses there. I wore them when I was Fresh Prince. I like to be childhood characters, characters that I grew up watching as a kid or in high school. And so that's what made me think of that. Are you going to be anything for Halloween this year? Uh, yes. I, you know, I've grown my hair out long. Uh, so Katie uh, got a costume for her and I that reflects that. So we will be uh, Wayne's World. Classic. Uh, Great she one. She will be Garth. Her hair is blonde. It works. I will be Wayne. I've got the hat and the jeans. So, yeah. I'm not a big, I'll tell you right now, that I, I'm not a big Halloween guy. Don't Man, like dressing I love up. Halloween. I don't like it. It just seems silly. It all, it's just, a, and it's a lot of work. You know, I don't like to work. I don't like it's to do things. It's not a lot of work. It is. You got to get dressed up. So I don't like going in the water either. We'll go to the beach. I'm a sand guy. Go to the lake. I'm a deck or what do you call it? Not a port, but a dock. I'm a dock guy. Don't like getting in the water because you guys, it's just so much work. Anyway. All right, in case you minute, uh, in case you minute, in case you missed it. Thank you, Doug. Ooh, Why don't you point that out real quickly. In case you missed it here, got a couple of different storylines that Doug wants to get to. What's the first one, Doug? In case you missed it, seven foot fall, seven foot five taco fall. Already <laughs> off to a great start. Seven foot five taco fall enters concussion protocol because he hit his head on a low ceiling. Man, I'll tell you, I'm not 7'5". I'm not nearly as tall as Taco Fall, just in case you guys didn't know. But ceiling fans have been an enemy of mine. Couple times, ceiling fan got me pretty good. Did not feel good. So I understand his pain a little bit. Didn't suffer a concussion. Maybe I did and just wasn't diagnosed with it officially, but it didn't feel good. When you are 7'5", mm-hmm. isn't every ceiling a low ceiling? Yes, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just, you know, a low low ceiling. ceiling. When you're seven foot five, there are not many ceilings that you would consider a high ceiling. You're you're ducking through every single doorway that you walk through in life. Tough. That's probably not on the scouting report. Struggles with low Mm. ceilings. Could miss time. (laughs) Could bang his head and be out for a couple of weeks. Next up, in case you missed it. Oh, God. That's my, my favorite guy. Your boy. Devin Snooker. They got a they got a W, and he's not as concerned with scoring anymore. He says he doesn't care about getting 50 points. Here he is. You know, this is the first time in my career where the situation is, you know, it, it, it's a lot different. You know, you're coming from we have playoff experience on our team now, recent experience with Ricky Rubio being there in the past two or three years. 
Saric the same way, Aaron Baines the same way. So these guys were just in the playoffs. Um, rather than the past few years, you know, our vets were a little bit older, you know, and, and telling us about the experience instead of being on the court hands-on. Um, but yeah, I, I've had that conversation with, with multiple multiple of the players. Like, you know, I don't I don't care about getting sure. anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm literally out there <laughs> doing everything I can do to win. Now, of course, and a lot are. of that is not involved of really, you know, me executing a play. Okay, there's like 15 more seconds of this, but I don't need to hear anymore. Hey, get out of here. Frank Kaminsky got a playoff appearance, Devin. Yeah. Why don't you mention his name? Come on. Frank Kaminsky got one. That's right, that's and dis- he single-handedly sunk the Hornets in that, <laughs> in that first-round <laughs> series. Hey, you know what, Doug? I'll even give you some credit about this. Doesn't Devin Booker saying this kind of vindicate what you've been saying all along? He said uh, he doesn't care yeah. about getting 50 anymore. Of course. Right? This should, I, I, should t- be- I tried to tell everyone. You everyone did. was like, no, no, he's <laughs> out there doing everything he can to win for this Phoenix Suns team. So, no, he cared about getting 50 points because he looked around and realized that it was the only thing that that he knew how to do, and no one cared enough to say, "Hey, maybe we should just like win this game." It's like, no, I think I'm just gonna go get 50. Of course, that's all he cared about, and I'm sick of it. And I think this is this is Devin Snooker 101. He's trying to reel you in, trying to make you believe that he really cares about winning, and he's trying to show up for the veterans. It's it's not a thing. Don't fall for it, folks. If he's if listen, if you're playing fantasy. Just line up Devin Booker. Don't worry. He's going to perform for you, but he's not going to perform for this Suns team. All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Locked Hornets. You can follow myself on Twitter at Walker Mail and Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H. Appreciate you joining us. We'll be back with you next week. Ooh, boy.